Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. All right, guys, hello and welcome to another episode of Small Business Surgeon. I'm Sam, as always, and I'm here today with a very, very special guest, a long-term friend of mine. Uh, we were chatting before the show, and it's actually just rolled over 15 years since we met. So, uh, yes, <laughs> please welcome to the Small Business Surgeon, Mr. Cliff Latham. Sam, Cliff. thank you for asking me. You've been asking me for a year to come here. <laughs> like, I'd ignore his text. I'm like, I just don't have time. I'm so busy with business. And then he texts me like, I got to go. <laughs> I haven't seen Sam in ages, so I'm, well, I'm glad to be here. I'm, I'm glad you came, man. And for those of you uh, that are just kind of tuning in to uh, who we are and what we do, Cliff is um, the epitome of the successful businessman that has failed yes. and yes. and absolutely just, just kept going and come out of it on the other what side. What else are you going to do? You know what you're gonna do? Quit and get a job. I know, right? It's just not in our blood. So. No, no. I mean, what, what would we yeah. do? Who would we work for? So, <laughs> Cliff and I initially met. Um, he, he's a coach. He's a trainer. He has yeah. the uh, the Iron Fit method now, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But we initially met at a a personal fitness studio that you owned. It was 2006, called Fitness Together. Tell us a little bit about your journey from Fitness Together. So I was a track coach here at Texas A&M University way yeah. back in the day. We moved here and. 1999. And I did that for a couple of years. And that studio was a supplement store, as you remember. Yes. Yeah. It had the, the supplements up front. The only ones in town. It was before supplements were sold at the grocery store and online. For sure. Dude, that's how we met. It was it was Mike Nettles that told me to go yeah, get to okay, see Mike. you for supplements. Yeah, yeah. yeah that and was I it. that guy for ages. Dude, he's, he's such a great guy. I hope he's listening. Mike, you're a good Mike, dude. Mike, <laughs> man, I miss you. So I go into that store to buy some protein powder and Paul, who owned it, who's now passed away. God rest his soul. I didn't know that. He, um, he said, if you want to train some people in the back to make some extra money, because I was complaining to him that I, you know, they didn't pay me a whole lot to coach. And, and so I started this little studio and it boomed, just took off. Right. And it, I didn't realize that it was kind of the first one-on-one -on -one person training studio in all of the there, town. There was, there was nothing like it uh, no. at the time. No. And, and now, if, if now I it's common. Yes. But, and if I had known that, right, we would have blown it up big and gone with marketing. But it was really my first real business venture. I'd always had a lot of Things, but I didn't know that. So you always seemed like always seemed super successful to me when because because just because it took off, right? <laughs> but, I mean, we had. I remember when I first opened it, and I was talking to some business guy, and I said, "Well, I'm going to build this slowly, and I'm not going to so I don't make any mistakes." And he laughed so hard, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "No, no, no, really, I'm I'm going to be really careful so I don't make any mistakes." Well, that's the only way you learn what to do is by making yes. sometimes massive, massive, mm -hmm. costly embarrassing gut-wrenching night where you're just like hyperventilating your life is over <laughs> mistakes right and then well sometimes you don't learn from them and you do them again yeah but it's um you know business is a journey it's so worth it um but it's um yeah it's a ton of mistakes so let, let's go through the mistakes well, i'm glad to share all <laughs> that's, of them anyway. that's why business owners always win at go-kart racing mm. Because when you go go-kart racing with a normal person, they go round the track slowly and then they get faster and faster and faster. Uh, as a business owner, I go as fast as I can, knowing I'm going to hit a wall, and then I adjust on the next lap after That's I've right. hit it. And yeah. just, just it's don't. very true. It's very true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we just go as, as, as fast as we can and as hard as we can. And, uh, dude, I know mistakes are going to come. Now, 
I mitigate that now with coaching, but there was no real available business coaching when, no, when we were no, starting no. out. You just it, did what you it, could. I'll tell you, my biggest mistakes have come from not being lazy and not do, so I don't like doing this. So I don't, I tend not to do it is watch the details. Right. Like right. your bank account. Like, <laughs> um, you know, when you have an employee, you need to write up and put document it and mm-hmm. put it in their file. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I'll just talk to them and it'll go away. Yeah. Those it never kind of does. Things, you've got to pay attention to the details that people teach you, no matter how not fun it is. But the only way I learned that, and again, I'm a huge stickler for it. Now, the only way I learned it was by doing exactly what you just said. Oh, I don't like that. It'll handle itself. Never and it just gets worse. No, the key to it is headed off at the pass. Own your shit. Say, this is it. This is yeah. mine. This is what I got to do yeah. to fix it. Yeah. Um, and that now has become one of our company's core values. Um, it is own your shit. Whatever it is, own it and take yeah. care yeah. of it. And, you know, another thing that I, I don't like to do, and I know a lot of business owners who are really good at this, and I say I don't like to do it. I tend not to be great at communication with staff, mm-hmm. with other people. It's like, well, it'll go away or they'll figure it out or they'll whatever. Because you don't want a conflict. You, do, you don't want that. I absolutely don't like conflict. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm for sure that kind of person. Um, but I'm also really busy on the back end, working <laughs> on my automation, working on yeah. click funnels and working uh-huh. on, you know, Zapier and connecting and everything. So, so those are the things I like to do. So I think in business, you have to do the, the hard shit that you yes. like to do. You have to do the work. And it's literally like, if you write out, here's what I need to do today. Here's my list of things. You just do, and I know we're going to talk about Wake Up Warriors. This is a kind of a segue. You, yeah. do, you do the fucking work. Yes. Regardless of what, whether you like it or not. And I'll tell you, the most successful people in the world, the CEOs, there is no difference between a small business owner and the most successful CEOs. They do the same boring shit over and over and over. They just do it at a higher level and a yep. higher level and a higher level. And they become <clears throat> from doing the task to becoming the manager, to becoming the CEO, to becoming then not the CEO, the visionary of the company, yeah. but they're still doing the boring tasks yes. that they have to do every single day. And I think as I've grown in business and it's like, well, I don't have to worry about that boring shit. You mm-hmm. still have to. You s- yeah, you still have to. And the key is finding joy in that process. Um, so you will do it. And it, it's funny that you said do the fucking work because uh, I belong to a group, uh, a group called Apex. And one of their tenants is just that. It's like, do the fucking work. Like, here's what's here's what it takes to be successful. Here's the steps it takes. Go do the work and watch what happens. And mm-hmm. they 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 say that more often than not. Do the fucking work. But one of the things that surprised me, I was talking to one of the coaches um, off the record uh, a few uh, a few weeks ago, and he he told me that a solid eighty percent of people that join the program. Don't do the fucking work. They don't complete it. They don't. And, and, and I think I think we we feel as though if we join a, a community or a group or a coach that it's going to automatically help us or do something for us. Mm-hmm. You have to immerse yourself in those things with a coach and do the work. And no matter how boring it is, in fact, I have a sweatshirt that on the back it says, "Do the boring work." Yeah. Do the boring work. Right. Do the fucking work. Do the boring work. Do the things you don't like to do. And that's to, to, for me. It's paying attention to details. I mean, looking at every piece of mail, reading through it, and understanding. Like, I don't like to deal with taxes and insurance. And when I get that stuff in the mail, my eyes just, whatever. Yeah. And I put it aside, but then it comes back to burn you. Or I don't want to deal with this mm-hmm. situation at work. And it's, and, and even though it might be a small situation, it, it's, it just starts snowballing on top of itself. So yeah, those top, are all the little things. That top tip. To yeah, take care of that shit as it crosses your desk. And then it's done. And I'm just as guilty of that. You know, I, uh, I'll let my I'll let my toll tag back up <laughs> until I finally go take care of it. You know, so yeah. here, so here's let me talk about like that's such a small, tiny, little, nothing bullshit thing, right? Mm-hmm. 
But here's what happens when it snowballs. It becomes this thing that takes power away from you. Mm -hmm. And when you get your power sucked away, when your relationship with whoever you are in a relationship with, your wife or whoever, is, is not good, when your spirituality isn't what you individually want it to be, when your fitness isn't good, mm -hmm. we get power sucked away from us. And we don't have that collective power then to put into... To build that million dollar idea, that no, vision that I, we I have, like, oh, make a million dollars with this, right? It's absolutely impossible when you're getting power sucked away from you with those little things. But most people, I'm, I'm so happy you brought that up, because um, again, most people, and I was one of them. I'm not sitting here saying I'm uh, infallible you know, or fallible or whatever the right, right word right. is. Um, I'm definitely not fucking perfect, but you know, I would always focus on the business first and on me last. And I couldn't never figure out, you know, why the failures would come. The business would go great and it'd go great. And then you get smacked so, back down with a failure because I wasn't focusing on myself. My best business successes have been when I was in a good place in my life. And mm -hmm. all four areas, your your body, mm -hmm. your spirituality, mm -hmm. your relationships, mm -hmm. and then your business too. I mean, take, but that just flows because your creativity is there, your drive is there, your positive attitude is there. It flows when all those other things are working together. And so I remember so many of the times that I'm like crashing businesses, not on purpose. It's like crashing around me. And it's like, I didn't have that stuff together. Right. And the, so you have to take care of yourself first to have a successful business that's going to grow. You know, the two, the first two things now, and, and I use a calendar. Um, I resisted calendars for years. I would stick to my yellow pads, but dude, I use a calendar. Everything's on the calendar. If it's not on the calendar, it don't get done. And the first two things that go on my calendar every single day are time with my boys and working out. That's it. Yeah. Those are the first yeah. two yeah. things because if I take care of myself and if I get that dad time and interaction with my kids, those, those are two huge things that they're very, very easy to push to the side and say, well, I don't have time and, to do that and, today. And another thing too is when you spend time with your boys, I'm not telling you, but no, I'll tell you. For me, I'll tell myself, like when I'm spending time with my kids, you're all in. Yeah, it's got to be all in. You're not looking at your phone. You're not looking at your computer. You're not worrying about the price of Bitcoin because I do. <laughs> I mean, it's like God, it's crashing today. But it's as, as we've got GameStop up on the computer screen over in the corner. Screen. You know, it's going down. I, I'm, People are selling out. It, it's just it's been fun to watch. Yeah, um, yeah it's good. This, this is we're in the beginning of something big. I, I believe so. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but it's it's being focused and being that great dad and really being immersed and it's so hard for me to do because Dude, I have to make a your kids can do boring stuff right that's the boring <laughs> work I mean they want to watch a YouTube video or something that's like and then the guy's yelling about Minecraft yeah and he's just like would you yeah, shut up yeah, yeah and then, but, but then it's like so I have to work really hard to do that and then when I go do a workout it's like there are times when I'm not in power that I want to rush through it and I'm thinking about other things I'm picking up my phone and there are times when, well, my before and after pictures, we were just mm -hmm. talking. About yeah, it, yeah, for sure. Was when I said, I'm going all in and I'm going to work out se well, seven days a week, two days, two times a day, seven days a week for 45 minutes, twice a day. That, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. And I did not think about anything else during those workouts. I was purely focused. And I went all in and every movement was with as much as I could do to gain and to suck the mm -hmm. power that I could so that I could have that to do other things. But you didn't feel out of shape when you started that, did you? You felt all right? Um, it was your doctor telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was already working out. I was, you know, and they were, the workouts were good. Um, but I just needed to take it to another level because I was working out. My doctor said, your blood pressure is bad and your 
you know, your cholesterol, all, there was some black, bad blood numbers. Mm-hmm. And um, me, a personal trainer. Yeah, I know. Right? The pull-up champion of the world. You, we're going to put you on this medication. I'm like, no, no, no. no. I said, give me six months or six weeks. I said, I said give me six weeks. I'm going to come back. And um, yeah, blood numbers were tremendously different. But I had to focus and get that focused in. So talk about sucking power, knowing that my cholesterol is high, my blood pressure is mm-hmm. high. You can't succeed like that. No, uh-uh, no. And, uh, you know, I, uh, amongst my friend group, um, I'm neither the most in shape nor the most out of shape. I fit right in the middle of my, my friend group. But as I level up my friends and I become friends and, and you know, I interact with and I spend a lot more time with more high-level entrepreneurs and, and guys that are really at the top of their game, um, I was in uh, in the Podcasting Association uh, <laughs> Mastermind uh, a week ago, and uh, I, I was definitely the fattest guy in the room, which made me very uncomfortable. I'm not normally the fattest guy in anywhere, especially in America. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, no, yeah. no offense. Um, but. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a little bit overweight, but relatively proportional. And shit, these guys, every single one of them was like doing CrossFit and would just do pull-ups for fun. There was one that was a CrossFitter and a vegan, and he didn't know what to talk about first. That's hilarious. <laughs> Sorry. That's exactly right. Yeah, I get a couple of friends that are CrossFit and vegan, yeah. So it was, a, it was a, mean, a mean joke. Yeah. So um, fitness together, you parlayed that into some pretty interesting stuff at the end hmm. there, didn't you? So fitness together, we had that supplement store and of course then HEB started carrying all the stuff and then bodybuilding.com. And so the supplement industry was getting taken out of our small little hands and you weren't going to fight it. It was just going right. to go. And so, um, that shrunk down tremendously. And then the one-on-one training, you know, that's one of the things in the fitness business world is it's constantly changing, which is cool. But then you kind of have to always be chasing the next thing. Okay. So boot camp became this thing so we opened the first boot camp oh man i remember that too oh Oh, my god yeah so i lit i had a friend from san diego who was had started a boot camp now that's kind of where they were going on at the time but in my mind boot camps before this one that i started were were military boot camps right you you had you're you had a military guy kicking sand in your face and yelling screaming at you and and i wasn't that Mm -hmm. but he started adventure boot camp for women only i remember that and I saw him at a conference. He goes, hey, he goes, I want to launch this as a licensing thing. And he said, I've got two other people, Kelly up in New Jersey and Brian in Cincinnati. And we were all friends. And he mm-hmm. said, I'm going to get, I want to give it to you too. I'm just going to give you my stuff. Launch it and then I'm going to start licensing it. But I need a few of you guys to yeah. show people. And so I took the materials home. Two weeks later, we launched it. Holy cow, $299 a month. And we had 56 people the first month, 78 the next. And then it never went below 100 for the next five years. It's unbelievable. So do the math on that. It's like $30,000 a month with very little overhead. Yeah. And it, and it was fun too. And it was an hour in the morning. I probably spent another two hours a day of work on it. And mm-hmm. that was it. But I knew in the beginning that it was not going to last. It's impossible for that to last. It's going to phase out. The barrier to entry is too low. In other words, anyone can go out to a park with a stopwatch and a mm-hmm. whistle and be like, I'm a boot camp. Yeah. And it's not two ninety nine. It's 79 bucks. Right. right There's right. plenty of people that would have done that. So, is my market share started getting torn away. And when people would go to the boot camp that would that showed up at the other side of the park, they'd say, Hey, your boot camp is so much better, but I just can't, you know, the price. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, Yeah. So it was uh seven years and then I sold it to a girl and, and that was that was it, you know. And then we opened Elements Massage. Yeah. Here in town, opened three of those, one in Bryan, one in College Station, one in Conroe. And this is where it all like started crashing. No so kidding. Fitness together, we were our lease was done. We mm-hmm. were kind of done with that space. We, we needed to move and be a little bigger and do something. So, did you know the uh, 
you know that the the ten pound weight still on the door handle. Is it still there? I, it, no, it, I think it's gone. Is it gone now? So who 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 made that? I have no idea. It was, so there was a guy that came in. He, <laughs> he was a welder, and I said, "Hey, you know, be cool. So if you could like have a dumbbell for my door door handle." And so he built one. And then after we left, I forgot about it. and I went back, and then there was an insurance company, and I yeah. told told them, "Hey, if you ever take that off, I want it." And then it disappeared, and no one ever knew where it went. So oh man. <laughs> Um, Sorry. Well, we, we bought the two Anytime Fitness gyms in town. Yeah. Okay, not paying attention to detail. The guy that sold it to me, he was from North Dakota. He was a potato farmer. would come down here in the wintertime. I don't know. Anyway, he opened these two gyms. He made a lot of money in potato farming. He did a lot of french fries for McDonald's. But, but you never knew this. That I thought I I, I uh, had mad respect for you at the time for opening those Anytime Fitnesses. I actually, I actually went through, um, contacted Anytime Fitness, and... Uh, I was working in East Texas at the time, and uh, I got pretty close to, and then decided against putting in Anytime Fitnesses in Marshall and in Senna in East Texas. I but that was all looking at you, going, "Man, Cliff must be killing it." So. Well, we did. I, so we closed down the studio. Our lease was done. It was good. We just merged all of our people over to the Anytime Fitness. Mm-hmm. Built a little private studio in the corner, so they could still have that private mm-hmm. studio feel if they wanted to. But we had this whole gym, and the guy that sold it to me, he was losing money. And so he came to me and said, um, the sale price for this is 600 grand. I'm like, wait a second. You're losing money. You lease the equipment. You lease the building. You don't own anything. There's no assets. I said, what am I buying? He goes, well, you're buying, it's got to be 600 grand. I'm like, I said, no. But then he started playing hardball going, well, this guy's looking at it and that guy. And I really wanted it. Mm-hmm. So long story short, I made a deal with him. And I said, if I hand you a $25,000 check and leave you on as a 10% owner, you cool with that? And he goes, okay, I'll take it. Damn. So it was a sweet deal. Yeah. I did not sign my name to the leases or loans. So I was kind of, let me take that back. One of the leases I did. So I, I was stuck, but not the big loan. Comes out. So we're doing well. He kept begging me to sign these papers. He didn't have the paper ready when we were, we mm-hmm. did the signing for everything. It just, he didn't have it ready. I did not know, and this is paying attention to details. I, I got into it too fast. Such a sweet deal. I rushed into it. Did not realize he had never paid was either payroll or sales tax for the past like three years. So all of a sudden I've got 75 grand in the, in the bank account. Mm -hmm. The IRS comes, takes all that money, locks their doors. I show up one more, the doors are locked, sign on the door from the IRS, send your clothes for whatever the tax was. So I called Dennis. I'm like, what? He goes, I'm dealing with this. I've been dealing with this tax company. I was like, I didn't even know about this. Mm -hmm. So everything just went south. And then, then what we're doing is we can't pay our leases. We don't have any money in the account. So now we're pulling money from Elements and from boot camp that was still doing well. And we're feeding these expensive nine to ten, twelve thousand dollar a month leases. And but you can't open still. We couldn't so open it. We you can't open until the taxes. Like a week. Yeah, and, and all these people are quitting their membership. And I'm like, that that was the beginning of the end of like everything. And so it's spiraling down. Thank goodness that Aerofit came along and uh, bought it from us mm-hmm. for pennies on the dollar. I mean, I lost <clears throat> everything in that, um, but we got out of it. And that was right. the, the big deal is just, just get out of those leases and, and walk away from it. And um, it's just, it, that was just a simple pay attention to details. Don't sign, because my attorney said, when you go to that meeting with him and you sign the paperwork, don't sign any leases or loans until we look at this and this and this, right. you can sign the contract fine. Cause this can be null and void if he doesn't do this. And I, was in a hurry and I signed one of the leases. So now I was stuck in a lease. So the lease, the landlord was coming after me. Right, right. For that. And they were threatening to sue and everything. Dude, this is crazy. You, you talk about sucking power out of you. Yeah. 
And there's there's a more there's like a, oh because of attention to detail yeah that's Dude. it of, of not <clears throat> not sitting down and going back through and looking at the taxes looking at the business and, and every little detail I was in too much of a hurry I was too excited excited you know this was because the thing is if if we could get the gyms to just break even mm-hmm. we were doing fifty thousand dollars a month in personal training which would then be a hundred percent profit yeah minus what we paid the instructors so right. let's let's say it was. 25,000 a month, but I'm making 30 grand on boot camp over mm-hmm. here and I'm making 15 grand on elements over here. We're in some big money. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. good. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> it crashed everything. Mm-hmm. It crashed the whole thing. Yeah. I, I mean, boot camp still existed, but now I'm showing up to coach in the morning because I, I did it. I, that was my baby. I was be my thing. I was showing up and I remember one morning there was three of the ladies who knew me really well and they came up to me and they, were, and they said, Cliff, you got to get your shit together. They didn't even know what was going on. I'm like, I said, what do you mean? They go, there's something, you're something going on with you, but you're just not the same. I'm like, God, what do they see? I didn't see it, right? But people see it. And then people start quitting memberships. People quit, yeah. start leaving. They don't really know why, but there's just, Cliff's just not this, quite the same anymore. So, yeah. The energy's gone, huh? The energy, that power that I talk about, was Dude. just gone because I didn't pay attention to details. I didn't do the fucking work. And I'll tell you, my now ex-wife, because of this whole situation, that was where it all started anyway, um, begged me and kept telling me she said have you looked at everything have you looked at all the details what about this what about that and i rushed in super fast i'd leave the house and just go sign stuff and just willy-nilly it was like ah it's fine it's 25 grand and we had a ton of money in the bank account so like 25 grand check was nothing Mm -hmm. but it was just not paying attention to those details and it literally just that crashed the entire thing and you know when when my supplement company crashed it wasn't the whole company crashing it was one part of one product line in one of the companies that caused everything to go bad. It all was just like, you know, I didn't have as solid a foundation as I thought. And when one went bad, it pulled money from all the other places and I still couldn't keep up, you know? You can't keep up. And, and literally at the end of the year, our, our uh, accountant that was gonna do our taxes, she's like, I have no clue how to unwind this mess. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't, I, we didn't know either. We're just pulling money from wherever we can. We look at the bank accounts and they were flush before and all of a sudden they're like, oh. yeah. Like, where does it go? This attorney, we're paying uh-huh. these accountants triple time to, to do this work. I mean, our, our attorney's fees were just... And what did you learn? Well, <laughs> the thing is, I could have paid that attorney to spend a little bit more time, to dig a little bit more time mm-hmm. in the beginning. And I'll tell you, attorneys are well worth their weight in gold in Absolutely. The before the shit goes sideways. Yes. Because a contract only matters when shit goes sideways. Mm-hmm. So you got to better make sure that that contract or the details of that attorney and what he's done and looked at is solid because... He's there to make sure that when shit goes sideways, it's like, no, we got this. We're protected. Right. We're protected. And you've got to protect yourself in business. And, you know, you learn by, and hopefully people don't have to learn doing it with the big losses that I had. But, you know, here's the thing is, I think after that, um, you know, that and then I went through a divorce and I just hid for a few years. I just, I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to do anything. Um, But at some point it's like, I've got to get back. I got to get this power back. And so here's what I did. I was, I was sitting in my living room, my apartment, living room, all by myself. One Saturday afternoon, I'm watching Iron Man on TV, and I go, I go on, on the computer, I'm like, registered. I signed up <laughs> next year for the Iron Man. It's like, just, like, just do start something. doing something. Do something. Like, get yeah. out. Just start building that power back, because it's in you. You don't feel like it is, because you're, you know, you're down in the dumps with this, but you've got to get back up. Because what, what else do you, you can go get a job. 
But Sam mm. and I aren't going to go get jobs. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, we're going to live under a bridge figuring out the next move. Figuring out the next business. <laughs> yeah. Go and you know, figure so, out what, what we can hustle to get a few grand together, yeah. get some state capital up, you know. And every single time my businesses have slid or not done as well, it's because I took my eye off it because I was watching, I was building this or I was excited with this shiny thing over mm-hmm. here or I was watching Bitcoin or whatever. Instead of like we talked about before, like you went with all in on one thing. You got out of this in order to do this. You, you go all in. And you watch those details and you do the fucking work, you will succeed. And dude, my life has changed so much since I learned that. And since I actually committed to a calendar and put in every, you know, I, I fill out a day and there's only two or three spots with variables in it. Everything else is tasks that need to be done every single day. So <clears throat> and the point of that, <clears throat> the, your calendar shouldn't be run on the half hour hour, like where you put a half hour block and an hour block of things. It should be run on like the five minutes. <laughs> you know, you should have every yeah. five minute like built in and you hustle during the day. Now I'll tell you another thing too is I'm fifty three now. No shit. Yeah. Damn dude. Well done. Thank you. But here's the thing is so I've lived for long enough in business where everybody's like, get up, you gotta hustle and grind, it's Monday. I'm kinda of at the point now it's like I hustle, I grind, I'm good, but you also I've learned now to take time and just sit on the couch and do nothing. Sometimes yes. just Yeah. You know, take that time down where, where the younger guys are like grinding and hustling. I'm like, oh, I grind and hustle, but I do it a lot smarter now. No, so. I, you know, I've got at least 15 minutes a day blocked out for reading. Um, I've got 15 minutes first thing in the morning blocked out for meditating. And I haven't figured that out yet. I'm not good at meditating, but apparently, according to, again, according to my coaches, it, it helps you to focus. It helps you to develop the focus muscle it helps you push everything out of your mind and focus on meditation draws a line in the sand of the day to say what came before is done and what is coming now i'm going to have a clear mind about what is to come and i think meditation when you create space for yourself that's the only way you can have clarity you can have increased creativity mm-hmm. and so meditation is so super important in your day um now i don't know 10 years ago it was a woo-woo thing yeah see I, w- I want to talk to all the guys that are 10 years behind me or 15 years behind me and i grew up in a very very masculine environment where you know the sign of a man was how much you could drink and not fall over and how good you were in a fight and um you know to to even discuss um mental health or or coaching or it was just you know you don't do that that's no well you fucking hippie get out of here and it was seen as very effeminate if you just said if i just said to my friend group at age 20, hey guys, I think we should meditate. They well, here, here's, like- here's what happened to men. Is is men in the, in America, in the 1940s, are we do a time? We, oh no, I'm looking at the, we're great with time, dude. We can yeah, go, I'm just, the, the I'm looking over really at, going down. I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, we're just looking at GME. Um, <laughs> men in America, so in the 1920s and 30s, right, there were there was an agrarian society. The, the mm-hmm. man was a farmer in heat and the son woke up in the morning and when he went to school, when he came home, his dad was there and he worked with his dad and he lived, was raised by his dad and his mom yeah. there at the house. And then the Industrial Revolution after World War II came along and it was a great thing. Dads, you get this fa- this factory job in town that's going it, to, it's not dependent on weather. Right. You shut down your farms and you can go work, make yeah. money and the wife is like, go. So the men, man, the men, all the men in America get up and go to their jobs, aren't raising the sons anymore. Fine. The moms are doing a great job, but the man comes home and he's dead tired. He tells the son something, and the, and the mom says, wait a second, you've been gone all day. You have no idea what's going on. So the man starts getting removed from the mm-hmm. family a little bit. Yeah. It was where, where we went with it. And then women, then we had the feminist movement. Whatever people think about it, 
it's just that then women started trying to say, say, hey, we can do the same thing as men. And so men are like, well, wait a second, where's where's my role? We started getting lost in our roles. I feel that. And then, you know, and then when men went off to war, it was like, don't have any emotions. Don't show emotion or you're going to die. Correct. So men come back from the war. And that's really when feminism started which was because the women were doing all the raising and all the work. Mm -hmm. and the men come back and they're like, no emotion. And women are like, we're doing all the work. And so there was this rise in feminism. So men don't know their place anymore and are kind of lost a lot of times. And to be able to show emotion and say, I'm hurting, oh. like, I, I'm depressed or I, I need help. Right. And that's what I get out of these groups I'm in. You know, I'm in with some really, really high level entrepreneurs and every single one of them has a story that they will share. Whereas, you know, maybe if you're in a, a local group like the Chamber of Commerce or, or maybe the, the Realtors Association or stuff, nobody shares that kind of stuff. No, in, because in we're all lying. We're, we're, all, we're all fucking lying yes. about who we are. Yes. I'm a trainer and I'm strong and I'm rich and I'm you know, like bullshit. <laughs> you, you, you drink. Yeah, you work out, but you're not yeah. you're not perfect. And, you know, this behind closed doors. And so we're not honest with the world we want to show the world what we want them to show but you know if you're painting painting red on the wall and you say well this is white and people are like ah it's red and you're like no it's white it, it's red yeah. and people see that red yeah i do I'm, so, I'm i'm as honest as it comes you know everybody looks at me and says oh you're successful and all this other shit i'll tell you right now i've got nearly 35 grand in accounts receivable and i've got two checking accounts that are overdrawn because nobody's nobody's paying me nobody's paying me this week doesn't seem urgent you know but yeah i, I look successful i've got all this shit going on but it's it's a struggle every week to yeah. to, to keep going and uh you know i i often fall back on the quote hey sometimes you're flush and sometimes you bust mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's just the way it goes so yeah and so i, th I think that's a big part of men of just being open and honest and just quit pretending like you want people to be to think about you the way you are yeah you know, we, we all have problems and don't not ask just no, ask of course. Help and be like, I don't get this. I need help with this. You know. Well, well this resonates uh, so so heavily with me. Firstly, um, because if if I enjoy reaching down at the guys that are five and ten and fifteen years behind me and pulling them up, and I often lose sight of the fact that the guys that are five and ten and fifteen years in front of me see me as the same way I see those guys and they enjoy reaching out and pulling me up. They do. If, if you ask. <laughs> you like, have to ask. If you ask, we will help. <laughs> you know? have to ask. And, and there was in my young career, I would call business owners that I knew of in town who were successful and I'd just call them up and say, hey, can I run by? Can I meet you? I, I'm, I'm starting this business and I just five minutes. I just got a couple questions. In this community, probably mm -hmm. most communities, they don't say, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and the list of people that I went by and saw and met, you know, in the early days and, and I'd pick their brains about, you know, how do you do this? How do you do that? And they taught me stuff. And it was really kind of the days before the internet had all the information you ever needed or YouTube uh, videos. But it's great, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it but, is now. But ask, ask the people who have been there before. We're tickled. We're tickled. When someone asks me and says, hey, can you help me with some ideas? I'm like, let's go. It's, so, it's great. It's, I mean, I love, you know, and I've, I've been pushed by the marketplace into this position where I'm set up as a, a small business coach now. But before that ever happened, I just love pulling shit apart with people and sketching out ideas and showing them how I would get over that roadblock or yeah. how I would remove that obstacle. And it's just from 15 years of practical experience and running my own companies. Um, you know, we haven't always been the most successful, but boy, we've, we've hit some out of the park. Mm -hmm. And I can see the roadblocks and I love just, I love helping 
And, um, you know, I, I want to touch for a minute on that being yourself thing. Um, because when I first started selling real estate, I spent, and it's funny, I watch the videos of me me now from three years ago, and I'm always wearing a button-down shirt or a suit jacket or a tie, and I'm trying to be everything to everyone. And now I sell more real estate by wearing T-shirts and showing my tattoos and occasionally saying fuck because I am myself and I'm genuine. And, um, yeah. you know, people can, people can really relate to that. So for sure, for sure. Tell us a little bit. All right, so we've, we've had a crash. How do we get better? Because you've been, you've been uh, hiding for two or three years. You sign up for an Iron Man, yeah. and I know there's a Wake Up Warrior story in here somewhere. So kind of segue us there because I've I've been a huge fan of Garrett White's stuff. Um, yeah, so Garrett White runs a. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of guys have probably seen it, but you just go to wakeupwarrior.com and look at it. <clears throat> Garrett's the real deal, and he's a guy who has a story of crashing, losing everything in the mortgage industry in California in 2008, and be almost suicidal and going crazy and going nuts and then building this empire. Um, right. But his thing was where that men lie. We just lie to ourselves about ourselves and we live this fake life and, and we, we just leak power left and right. And we go through life. When, when I got on the phone with him, cause I was interested. So he called me and he said, you're good enough, smart enough, good looking enough to run at 50% of your capacity and be considered successful in your mm -hmm. community. Yeah. And everyone thinks, oh, Cliff Latham is so great. Cliff, yeah. Cliff is so great. And you think you're so fucking great, don't you? I'm like, yeah. Like, Dude, I, yeah. I thought you were pretty great. Le I mean, I did, you know? 11 time number one personal trainer in Dude, BCS. That's why I'm, I'm so, me, right? Dude, I'm flattered that you're here because I looked up to you for so okay, many years in business. Behind the you know? scenes, I go to bed every night scared to death. Yeah. I wake up in the morning, I'm like, fuck, I don't wanna look at the bank account. I don't know what's gonna, like this person wants a refund and you know, you're, you're scared. And he said, do you want to know what it's like to run at 100% of your capacity with peace and prosperity and power? I'm like, yeah. And so going from that 50% to 75% is one thing, but going from 75% to 100%, I'm not there. Like, mm -hmm. I, that is hard. Yeah. That is every moment of your day just pushing and digging and doing the right thing, being being kind to the people. I mean, I'm so much, I'm married again. Mm -hmm. And treating her, and I don't always. I screw up and I say things and I'm like, that's how I screwed up before. I, I'm sorry. Like I, I got to spend time with her and just put aside looking at Bitcoin or whatever and just give her time and then give the time, kids time and then go to church or whatever someone would decide with their spirituality. And I'll tell you, nobody can tell me they don't have a spiritual, you call, whatever you call it. Right. Right. And then working out and, and leveling. Level the shit up. This dad bod bullshit. No. That pisses uh -uh. me off. Don't tell me like, oh, my wife likes my dad bod. No, well, she, she doesn't. She might. She doesn't. She's saying that. But you're leaking power and yeah. you are not the man that you're supposed to be. And she's going to fucking leave you. Yes. Newsflash. You're fat and she doesn't like she's fucking you. She's going to leave you. She doesn't because, like it. Because you're pathetic. <laughs> and you're going to go to the doctor and at 45, you're going to start having heart arrhythmias and having other problems. So level the shit up. It doesn't take that much to do it. Hey, man. Don't be proud of your dad bod. Because that's lying. Mm -hmm. Nobody, nobody's proud of that. Because it's bad. I get all. No, do it. Go for it. So, Ye yell at these people because half the guys listening to this are going to have a little gut on them and uh, going to be going. You know. Yeah, it's pathetic. R really, like, guys, come on. Like, there is no reason that you shouldn't have a six pack that you can see and have muscles and be lean and eat well so that you can have power. 
Yeah, I'm I'm working on it, mate. I mean, I've got a six pack. It's just under it's under some stuff right now. <laughs> I, I fall off the wagon. I fall off the wagon. I put on a few pounds, but then I got to get back to it. So it's not like I'm perfect. I am not. Did you talk about falling off the wagon? Yeah. Right. I was doing. Yeah, I was. I was doing great. Um, I'd got. I was playing soccer. I got my weight down. I'm running every day. I'm down two twenty one. Now I know from experience because I've done it twice and lost it both times. But I know from experience, when I get to about 215, 213, I start seeing abs coming yeah, in on the side. Yeah, yeah. So I'm 221 and I'm playing a soccer game. I tore my fucking calf muscle, like to where I couldn't, I couldn't even get out, out, out of bed. It was, yeah, it was, oh, it was, honestly, it felt like, you know, when you slice open a chicken uh, breast to, uh, to stuff it yes. with something, it felt like that. It just felt like, oh, it, it was awful. And, you know, so uh, I started back here, um, a, a couple of weeks ago on a fitness program again and I weighed in my first day and I'd gained 18 fucking pounds in like four months yeah, and, and I'll it's, tell you that it's, it's 90% eating oh, it, oh, be, it might be 100% eating it's, it's eating it's yeah, like yeah. yeah well it's COVID I thought the world was going to end and it was Christmas and there was Thanksgiving yeah, in yeah, there yeah. and it was cake and there was and the alcohol and the liquor stores are still open oh man you know. I, I, I am well, still you don't, you don't drink. I am yeah. still yeah yeah still right. sober it's been uh, three and a half so, years now wake up warrior let me, let me yeah let's let me get to that story. so wake up warriors you go out if, now they have some online things so there's a lot of other things if you plunk down the money go out for their three day experience because it will change your life so here's one story of what we did I've never been a fighter you're, you're a fighter aren't you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so not me at all um, Dude, I, I, I love it um, I played all the sports. I never did any martial arts or boxing. I never really got into fights in high school. I was talking my way I, out. I, see, the, the story of me learning to fight real, real quick was that I was 27, 28 years old. I got in a, a shouting match, chest to chest at the office. And, you know, some guys jumped in and split us up. And I went back to my office and sat down at my desk and thought, Jesus Christ, I was about to get my ass kicked. <laughs> And I thought, well, you know, you're 28. You better learn to do something about it. And, and cool. that that led to my that led to my MMA journey. But let's let's go back to uh, That's crazy. So one of the experiences. So Wake Up Warriors like Navy SEAL training on steroids, and there's some in conference talking and learning some stuff too. But they put you out in the grinder, and the workouts are ridiculous. Like two and a half hour CrossFit workouts, and you're just toast. I mean, and they push you. They're screaming in your face. I mean, this is. And then one of the other days we go to a boxing ring and they give us, you know, gloves and, and tape us up and a mouth guard and head guard. And they put us in a ring and it's like 15 second rounds is what we did for in the beginning, the first day. Well, they put me up with this guy named Steve, who was a Muay Thai fighter. Yeah. He, was, he, was, he was like six foot two, 220. Oh, and, and man. I'm, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? So here's what happens. <laughs> now let me go back to when I was 10 years old here's a story when I was 10 years old I grew up in Wisconsin uh -huh. we went to University of Wisconsin hockey games it was the only game in town basketball and football back at University of Wisconsin in those days were horrible so we went to hockey games I loved Wisconsin hockey so in between periods we're going to the bathroom with my dad I'm 10 years old I'm going to the bathroom my dad opens the bathroom door and it's the same in and out door mm -hmm. he opens the door I guess and smashes a guy's hand on the other side or something right now uh, they sold beer at the games. This guy was really drunk. And the guy, whether he wasn't pretending. He goes, look what you did to my hand. You smashed my hand. He, he goes like this and does this to my dad. What does my dad do? He wasn't a fighter. He goes, no, no, don't hit me like that. He cowers down. Now, I don't remember that I really thought much about that situation. But I remember thinking, oh, my gosh. Like, he didn't stand up at the fight to protect me. But I don't, don't think I thought about it again. So we're in the boxing ring. 50 years later, whatever, right? Yeah. 
And Steve starts, and I'm, I'm, I'm like this, you know, and I'm, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a swing or something. He starts just hitting my, my gloves. And they're like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> so, and it's smashing my nose. So I don't know what to do. You know what I do? I, I like duck. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. And I duck down like that. And they're like, and, and Gary goes, hold on, stop. Cliff, get back in the ring. Let's go. <sighs> I like that. And then Steve starts, bam, 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 bam. And, and it's just smacking. I'm like, I turn on my, like, wait, 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 wait. And I stand up. I'm like, stop. I can't. And I, I start crying. And Garrett comes over. And he's like, do you realize this is how you fucking live your life? When wow. shit gets hard, when wow. shit is hitting you in the face, that's what you do. Wait, stop, no. Dude, that's... Somebody bail me out. Somebody stop it because I can't handle that's it. That's fucking prolific. And, wow. And, I, and I'm, I'm, then I start bawling a stare like, like that hyperventilate, like, <laughs> like that. And I go, I can't do this. And, I, and I, I said, my dad, he goes, yeah, you learned that from your dad from that one situation. He goes, are you going to blame this on your dad for the rest of your life? Are you going to own up to this and be the man that stands up and fights? I'm like, I want to be the man that fights. I'm like, balling. And he goes, he goes, all right, let's get back in the ring. And I'm like, oh, no, I thought you were going to say you're done. And he goes, Steve, I thought he was going to pick another guy for me. Be a little lighter on me, right? Save me, right? He goes, he goes, Steve, let's go. We're going 15 more seconds. Steve, unleash holy hell on him. Like, wow. You like, you know, dude, this is, in, and, this and, is intense. I'm on the so, edge of my so chair. I stood there and I'm like, yeah, boom, 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 like this. And I turn once and I'm like, and I'm sobbing and I'm like that. But when it got done, Steve came over and gave me the biggest hug. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I love you, brother. Yeah. And Garrett's like, man, I love you. Bro. And all the guys were, were proud of me for like owning up, like having integrity to show like, that's where my, that's my weakness. And it's so true. And since I went, there after wake up boy and went through that experience i went, took fighting lessons yeah i want to learn to do this shit uh -huh. so then i signed up for the entire year so the wake up warrior experience was 10 grand don't say you can't afford it it'll change your life but then it was 40 more grand 50 grand total for the rest of the year so we went back out there several more times uh three months later we get back in the boxing ring bloody one guy's nose knocked out the next guy and the third guy he did a haymaker knocked me out okay <laughs> but in other words i i could do it like yeah i had power yeah. to know that i could fight so everyone has certain weaknesses and to some people it's like you can't fight but so to me doing an iron man is like i can do that but to fight was that was my weakness and the reason i didn't do it was because of that situation because of my dad and i grew up thinking if i fight if someone comes after me I, somebody will save me or something and mm. so we all have those things we don't know that we have and we want to act tough. I always walked around like I was tough. Like, I, yeah, I'll kick his ass. I love guys no, that walk around like that. They're no, so easy to knock no. out. In reality, the truth was, and I didn't know it, like if someone wanted to kick my ass out in the street out here in Brian, I would have. It was probably going to happen. You're probably going to get your and ass beat. I wanted my wife to save me or something. I didn't want to be that man anymore. Nuh -uh, no, no. Uh, you know, some of the best and strongest relationships I've made with, with men have been fighting have been in 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 the gym as you know fight partners because you do go hard on each other and you do make each other bleed and you do but man you fucking help each other up at the end of the day and you, you yeah, <laughs> throw yeah. somebody the towel to wipe the blood off and you, you'll keep going man and fighting really for that period of my life that i did i did it for about eight years and it just fucking it, it changed me it made me so much more confident i've never been in a fight outside of the ring ever um, i've no need and, you know, you sit in a bar and you can tell by the way a man carries himself, whether he's a threat or a danger or, or anything. And honestly, most of them just aren't. And um, it's probably been 
one of the most worthwhile things I've ever invested in was, was it, it took about six months of boxing to understand, not only understand you were going to get hit, um, but actually be comfortable being hit in the face and, and not turn away and not and that was, that turn and coward. And that was the thing I learned in, in learning boxing was that when you get hit in the face really hard, it hurts, but so does other stuff. Like, so does doing Iron Man in another way. So yeah. it's not that bad, but you have to mentally get used to it. I was so scared to get hit. Like, are you kidding me? So when you get used to that, and so I'm not saying anybody needs to fight, but no. you find those weaknesses in your life, but sometimes they have to be exposed in extreme situations. So I, I, I will... I will make it a point to go and do Wake Up Warrior. I've, I've fancied it for a while. Look, for everyone listening to this, um, Wake Up Warrior, they have an online thing for $97 a month. It's really easy to hide in that. <clears throat> Don't just think that, that you're really doing. If you're a real business guy, um, find the money, go out there. I don't know if they're still really doing that or not right now. Um, but anyway, there are there are experiences. And if there, if that one isn't going on, I have uh, there are other people putting on some legit things like that. That's what people need to go to. Um, I'll tell you another story, too. So... When I did my first Ironman, um, it was in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Mm-hmm. And I remember, <clears throat> this was after Wake Up Warrior in this, the fighting situation. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was on my bike, and I remember at mile 75, it crossed my mind. I'm like, man, I'm like dead. And I've got 112 miles, so 2.4 miles from a 112-mile bike. So I'm, I'm on mile 75, and I'm like, shit, wouldn't it be nice if, like, the organizers pulled up in a van and they said, hey, Cliff, you did really good so far. You jump in the van, and if you want to. We'll take you to the finish line. Then you can cross it and we'll give you your medal. In other words, my mind was going that somebody might save me, mm-hmm. right? And then I, it hit me really for the first time in my life. Nobody's coming to save you. and No one no. Really gives a shit about you. Amen. You've That's got to true. pedal every stroke of all 112 miles. And then you've got to run a 26.2 marathon all by yourself. No one's going to help you. Yes, you've got some family and friends that are out here cheering for you, but you've got to do the work. You have to do all the work. No one's going to save you. Now, as a child... I got bailed out plenty of times by my parents. Whether that was good or bad for me, mm-hmm. my parents love me, but nobody is coming to save you. That's such a that's such a good nobody, way to put it. And nobody really gives a shit. You know, your landlord doesn't give a shit whether you have the money to pay rent or not. Correct. You better fucking pay the rent. Mm-hmm. You better do the work, and you better because, you know, and if people have been in business a long time know, like, they're out for business. People are out for blood. Yeah. And there are people that'll slit your throat and watch you bleed. And put you under if they want it, if they and they'll get their part of it, right? Oh, so, absolutely. So yeah. protecting yourself and doing the work and having that power to show up every day and take those things and take that hit. Yeah, it's tough. Dude, that's some that's some great stuff to share. Thank you uh, for sharing. Before we wrap up, um, let's just talk real quick about what you're up to right now and the Iron Fit Method group that you have got going here in town. Because yeah, so, you're back to training again, right? Yeah. So we we own Yoga Pod Yoga Studio, and it's been a great experience. It's it's gone really well. COVID hit. And we're like, so, and we had brought in a fitness challenge just because I'm a fitness guy. So I, I got to stop you, dude. Yeah. I, I made a bet. I, people call me out on the internet um, because, you know, I've got enough followers now to where they like to see me do stupid shit. And, um, yeah, I, I made a comment that yoga was just like fancy sitting down. So I got I got called out and I made a bet. And if uh, if I lose the bet, I uh, I have to actually go and do yoga and record a video session of doing yoga. So I might have to. Uh, well, you, you can. We'll, we'll do it together. It's I, hard. I hope I hope I lose the bet uh, because I honestly I've always wanted to do yoga. I've there's, always wanted to try lots it. Of guys that do yoga now. But I've, I, I don't. Yeah, like I don't want to be the only guy in a group of thirty women. Why but, not? But, <laughs> <laughs> because it's just a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, You're like, yeah, oh, he's yeah. a bit of a perv. Look, he likes he likes the time, and we all like 
We we yeah, all like looking at the, the yoga um, pants. They, they, they don't lie. They're like young children and alcoholics. Yoga pants cannot lie. Yeah, so yoga isn't about flexibility and yoga pants and all that kind of stuff. Yoga is about connecting your mind, body, and your spirit, connecting your mind to your body and, and getting into a pose and quieting your mind. It's it's a form of meditation. That's why I want to try it. I'm so, just, I've been that guy that's been, oh, that's kind of hippie. It's kind of shitty. If you do five or six yoga classes, usually people at some point, they'll be like... <clears throat> Like something happens, you're like, I'm addicted. I don't know why. Dude, I'm dying to try it. I just don't fucking dare walk in there. I just don't dare. Well, just call me. We'll go there. <laughs> I'll go with it. Um, anyway, sorry. Carry well, on. No, so, so with COVID-19, so I had a fitness challenge in yoga pod, and that was cool. And then we pulled everything out. And so we we separated that part, the fitness part of it. And so we're really going hard with this. Um, and so my training that I've been doing my whole life since I was 18 years old, is we've got online remote training. We've got a lot of people in it, a lot of guys, um, a lot of women too, that we do online remote training, but it's, we, we're as much nutrition and accountability coaches mm-hmm. as anything. And we, yeah. tell, we tell people exactly what to eat um, within their framework of their life and their, their schedule and what they like and don't like. And I mean, that we, was the first thing you did with me when I came to you as a client all those years ago. It was like, you know, and I'm looking at that going, man, how on earth am I going to eat like fucking vegetables and shit and not drink soda? And well, yeah, but diet was 90% of it for and, me. And you just put your mind to like, this is what I'm going to eat. And I'm just going to do the work. That's it. And when you start seeing, you look in the mirror and you're like, shit, look at this. Then you start getting more and more hooked. So we, mm-hmm. we get dudes ripped. We get the dad bods off and get guys jacked and ripped. And that's, that's fun for me to do and, and level guys up. You know, I'm tough on the, on the men that I coach. It's like, you know, when they say, well, I missed a workout because I'm like, no, 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 that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Do the work. I don't care. Well, it was nine o'clock at night. I'm like, OK, then here's a workout for nine o'clock at night. You're going to do 15 minutes of hard ass stuff for 15 minutes. You can do that. So, um, you know, I, I push the guys to level up to a level of power so that they can succeed in all the other areas of their life. Dude, that's just it's, it's unreal that you've been up, you've been down, you've been up and you're back again on the up, man. Yeah. You know, a guy that I look up to uh, tremendously as inspiration. I hope I can move you a little bit uh, up the uh, up the chain in my friend group and uh, hang out with you a little bit more after this. Real quick, before we wrap up, um, where can these guys, where can the guys listening to us uh, today find you online? Where are you if at? They go to the Facebook and they look look for the the Iron Maid method. The Iron Maid method. Iron Maid method on Facebook. You'll All find right, us. and just join the group, and then um, <clears throat> you know, we get that pretty dialed in that, that when you answer the questions, and we'll call you. Right on. Well, I'll get that in the uh, in the show notes, so you can uh, you can go ahead and I'll, I'll send you the link, so you'll have it. Yeah, so the link will be in the show notes. We'll right? get it in the show notes, and you can follow uh, you. you can follow my buddy Cliff. And Cliff, it's been an absolute fucking pleasure to have you over here today, man. I can't believe we've let it go so many uh, years without well, catching like up. Ignoring your text, I'm so sorry. He's been <laughs> on this for a while, and yeah, so, anyway, so it's, it's 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 really cool to share, and even if it's in this format to share with people, man, I hope I hope you all got something from what I said and. And um, I'm always open to helping too. Dude, I mean, if you go to that Facebook group and jump on and then ask me questions, even if it's not about exercise and nutrition, let's go. Let's yeah. Go. You want to get rid of your dad bod, head up Cliff. Yeah. And uh, dude, thank you so much for coming on. Guys, thank you for listening. You'll be good and stay safe. And we will catch you on the uh, next episode of The Small Business Surgeon. You're awesome. Y'all have a great day. Thank you, guys. Thank you. This has been The Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you made it this far, you clearly liked it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share it with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you for your follow-up next week.
The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com. Oh, yeah.